Well, good morning and a very warm welcome to St Swithin Church, to our worship here this morning. We're delighted you've joined us. We're encouraging you to worship wherever you are this morning and we're going to do that through a mixture of video, through song, through prayers, through reading and a talk. And our prayer this morning is that you meet with the living God. We're continuing our series looking at our values this summer. And this morning we're looking at empowerment and responsibility. I mean, two very big, long words. Both these values are about ensuring that as Christians, we use all the tools, all the tools that God has given us. I mean, these, these are tools. I have no idea really what, apparently they're two hammers, some pliers. I really know very little about tools. But using all the things that God has given us to live the Christian life. So how do we access God's love, God's joy, God's peace, God's patience, God's kindness, the gifts of the Spirit and all that God gives us? Why? Because God calls us as Christians to be his ambassadors, to shine brightly in our world. Whisper it quietly, but I haven't had a very good week on the ambassador for Christ front. Do you know why? Because in a very serious business meeting, I unfortunately got a fit of the giggles this week. And once I started to find funny, and knew it wasn't very good to be funny when I was on Zoom and everybody else could see me trying to control my fit of giggles, it just got funnier and funnier and funnier. And actually very, very embarrassing. And the harder I tried, the less I could control it. Not good, but actually very funny at the same time. And thankfully this morning, we know a God who is gracious and compassionate, who not only forgives us when we do things wrong, when we get things wrong and we say sorry to him, but also he loves to pour his life out to us, to give us his gift of life so that we can shine brightly for him this week. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of your spirit. Thank you for the gift of your son, would you pour your love and your grace out afresh into our lives this day so that we might shine brightly for you. Our scripture today is 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 14 to 21. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for us all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So now, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation and the old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. He has committed us to the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors 
as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of the Lord. This morning our focus is on the interplay between empowerment and responsibility. We believe as Christians that we have been made new by our faith in Jesus, who has reconciled us to God. Being reconciled with God is not like making up after an argument with a family member, and it's not just a change of heart following a spiritual or emotional experience or a decision that we have made on a particular day. It is so much more than that. Paul describes the reconciled believer as a new creation because of the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. The idea of being a new creation is so much more dramatic and significant than any common concept of becoming a Christian. Paul believes, as well he might given his own conversion story, that when I become a Christian I am recreated, made new in a way that should totally transform my identity and my behaviour. As he says in Ephesians 4, we should put off the old self and step into the new self that Christ has made in us. We are not the same person we were before. We have been made new, transformed into a child of God, and as an heir to the kingdom, reformed in his likeness. In order to make sense of the great power and responsibility that comes with being new creations, we need only look back at the original creation story to see what God had always intended for us, and why we need to be reconciled in the first place. At the beginning of the Bible, in Genesis chapter 1, we are told all about God's original creation, where he empowered human beings, but also gave them responsibility for the world around them. Humans were made in God's image, which means that in our natures we bear some of the likeness and characteristics of God himself. Our design therefore holds great power within it. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Indeed, the poem at the beginning of the Bible even states that he made us distinctly male and female so that together we might reflect much of the power and glory of God. It isn't difficult to see some of that latent power manifest in normal human behaviour. When we truly love another human, we love in a powerful way that is a foretaste of God's love for all of us. Many of us would sacrifice ourselves for our children without much thought, an instinct so clearly rooted in the heart of the Father. When we use our intelligence to create beautiful art or music or sophisticated technology or exquisite food, we are exercising some of that power that is inherent in us because we are made in God's image and share some of his creative characteristics. When we work together towards common humanitarian purposes, we can achieve great things and bring great light to the world. In fact, the church at its best is intended to do exactly that, to be the light of the world, like a city on a hill, guiding other humans back to God. And certainly in recent times, we have seen examples of humans making daily sacrifices to protect others, including total strangers. And that instinct can clearly be identified as an aspect of the image of God, despite our fallen humanity. It is, of course, tragically the case that the human story is also filled with too many examples of us misusing our inherent empowerment in a way that hurts God, exploits his creation and degrades other human beings. 
Alongside the many inspiring stories of human self-sacrifice recently, there are of course many examples of exploitation, posturing, arrogance and selfishness. This is what happens when empowerment does not go hand in hand with responsibility. Indeed, the story in Genesis goes that Satan's temptation is a posed question about human responsibility. Did God really say? Because he knows that without the counterweight of responsibility, our empowerment will quickly lead to ruin and self-serving behaviour. Even a cursory look at Genesis 1 tells us that responsibility was always part of the deal when we were designed. We are told in the passage that humans should rule over or steward God's good creation. The animals, seas, plants and birds. All of these things were entrusted to us. And we were equipped to have the language, intelligence and strength to make sure that we would be capable of being stewards for his world. It wasn't long after humans were made that we neglected our responsibilities to use our intelligence and our strength wisely. Much of the Old Testament is a story of how humans repeatedly misused their empowerment and neglected their responsibilities. And in that process disempowered and degraded their own humanity. But Jesus came to break the cycle of misused power and human neglect. He came to show us how to use power properly, to bring healing to those who had experienced degradation, and to rebuke those who abused their responsibilities. Here is the most powerful person to walk the earth, who knew fully the absolute importance of fulfilling his particular responsibilities. Indeed, we read in Matthew 16 that after explaining his responsibility of death and resurrection to his disciples, his close friend Peter questions the legitimacy of the responsibility itself, saying, This shall never happen to you. It is a challenge reminiscent of the fall, questioning the responsibility that God has placed on Christ's shoulders as a counterpoint to his great power. Jesus, of course, recognises the challenge as the voice of Satan himself channeled through his well-meaning friend, who saw the great power but did not understand the terrible responsibility, or indeed the human need for reconcil reconciliation. Jesus came, as Paul writes, to reconcile us to God again, to make a way for us to return to the original design, empowered by his spirit and ready to accept our responsibilities. Christ brought about a new creation, a new kingdom, in which again human beings could be re-empowered and given the opportunity to fulfil our responsibilities on his earth. We find our mission outlined for us afresh here in 2 Corinthians, but rather than the emphasis now on stewarding the earth, although this is something I believe that remains our responsibility, we have an enhanced role to play in stewarding God's new creation by being ambassadors or spokespeople for this wonderful message that we call the gospel. This new responsibility is not so much different to the old, although the emphasis has changed. We have always been made in God's image, but because of human actions, the truth about who God is and what he has done for us has been hidden. It is now our responsibility as his church to be ambassadors, and that means behaving and speaking as people who are made in his image. It is through living an empowered and reconciled life as God's children that we fulfil our role as ambassadors. It's through us, the church, that God can be dimly seen, like dull mirrors of the Father and his Son. 
We are Christ's church and have been mightily empowered through the death and resurrection of Jesus, even to the extent that death itself has lost its sting. And we have been sent his spirit to empower us in our new responsibility. And so Paul implores us to reconcile ourselves to God. We are made in his image and so we should seek to be like him because that is the only way to be a true ambassador. Jesus, of course, is the ultimate example of an ambassador for God. For if you've seen the Son, then you've seen the Father. He came not only to reconcile us to the Father, but also to demonstrate what it looks like when human beings live in a way that truly reflects his image, making full use of our empowerment and fulfilling all of our responsibilities. It's a difficult act to follow, but that is why we've been given a helper and a comprehensive example of what it looks like to get it right. If we don't take seriously the very important ambassadorial responsibilities the church has been given alongside our empowerment, we find ourselves like Adam and Eve falling into Satan's entrapping question. Did God really say, i.e. did God really mean it when he gave you this responsibility? The answer of course is yes. He did mean to give us this responsibility. And if we don't take that seriously, we can no longer call ourselves his ambassadors. And we would miss out on the fullness of this new creation life that he has given us. Jesus illustrates the balance between empowerment and responsibility brilliantly in his parable about servants who are entrusted with bags of gold, found in Matthew 25. In the story... Three servants are entrusted with a bag of gold while the master goes away for a time. Two of the three servants take on the responsibility of his investment in them and they use the wealth wisely, multiplying the master's original gift and giving it back to him. They are described as good and faithful servants and are invited to share in their master's happiness. The third servant, though, fears failure and misunderstands the responsibility that has been placed on his shoulders. He buries his gold in the ground and only gives back to the master his original investment. He is sharply rebuked by the master as a wicked and lazy servant because he does not take seriously the responsibility that comes as part of his empowerment. So, what should we do with the investment and empowerment that God has placed in us? This newly created life and the empowerment of his spirit. What we must not do, like the lazy servant, is bury our riches in the earth out of a fear that we might tarnish or lose them. We are challenged to invest them wisely and to act as ambassadors for God's reconciliation message on earth, living lives that exemplify that we no longer belong to this world, but that we have been recreated for a higher purpose. None of us will be a perfect investment, and so sometimes we might feel that we lose as much as we gain. But it is the heart of the ambassador that God desires in us. Being a fisher of people doesn't mean we catch every fish. But it certainly must mean that we throw out our nets. Even if that means we sometimes must brave the storms that are found in the deepest waters. Paul tells us that God is making his appeal to the whole of humanity through us. His church, there is no higher purpose or responsibility. And it is for this great commission that we have been empowered with gifts, community and his spirit. Friends, Christ is so deeply invested in you and I. He has died for us all. And this love ought to compel us to live for him 
to make good his investment in our lives and live as ambassadors to the good news that all human beings can now exist in a right relationship with the Father, made new according to his original design. God is making his appeal through us. He trusts us that much to bear the responsibility of sharing the good news that we humans can be reconciled. That is why we were made. And this is how we can live fully human lives. And in doing so, become the righteousness of God. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you have reconciled us, that you have recreated us, made us new and empowered us. And we ask you by your spirit to help us to fulfill our responsibility, to be your ambassadors here on earth. Amen. <laughs>